Welcome to the Property Business Accelerator podcast with your host, Mike Frisbee. Mike is a well-respected property investor and has built up a high-yielding residential property portfolio across the Southeast since 2006. Mike is well known for his HMO expertise and for specializing in delivering high-end, premium and affordable HMO living spaces. Complex property knowledge made simple, direct from the property front line with Mike Frisbee. Welcome back to the Property Business Accelerator podcast and I'm Mike Frisbee. I'm here, the first podcast of 2023, and I thought it was appropriate to talk about what will you be doing in 2023? What strategies do I feel will work in 2023? I think a lot of people with the state of the economy and what's going on in the world, the rising interest rates, uh, the threat of a recession, although we narrowly missed a recession as we had a flat GDP in the final quarter of last year. Um, you know, what should we be doing? What as landlords, what as property investors, what as business people should we be doing? Where should we be focusing? Where is our efforts? Has uh, the opportunities of the buy to let market disappeared? Have property investing disappeared? Should I be doing flips? Should I be, what should I be doing? Developments? resi to commercial so i thought i'd stretch out basically um set out some strategies for 2023 that i think will work that have been working for uh, my mentees and people i work with and is an area that i'm really excited about for 2023 i think one of the things that you need to understand is obviously the property market has increased over um, the last year or so certainly since covid and the stamp duty break and that's really been driven by um, the residential property purchase, i.e. the person who is buying their home. It's been driven up by a lack of housing, a lack of houses, a lack of family houses, people wanting to move to better accommodation because they're spending more time there and potentially working from home. I think also there's probably been a bit of a geographic move around the country a bit, maybe out of the towns. But I do believe the, you know, the younger people are coming back into the towns and obviously there is huge rental demand uh, in a lot of places at the moment. So, you know, there is always a short of housing. And that is why I think the property market has gone up and has increased a lot. However, um, the area that um, is still, uh, you know, a little bit sort of hit and miss where there could be some opportunities is the landlord market. So one of my first strategies, one of my key things that I think really you should be looking for is not about properties, it's about who is selling the property. So find those landlords selling up, find those landlords who are looking to exit. You know, with interest rates going up, I reckon more landlords might be exiting. Um, with the tax, you know, section 24 tax, now that they're paying income tax and having just recently paid um, further tax on their portfolio, they might be looking to sell up and with the, them thinking, oh my God, interest rates have gone up. So there will be landlords out there who've held their properties for a while. They've been on low tracker rates that have now gone up and um, haven't had to pay too much tax because it's, they've not had to have the full force of the tax effects changes that George Osborne brought in. And also interest rates have been low. And they're now having a dummy double whammy in the fact that interest rates have gone up and the fact that they're now not been able to offset that interest, so they can't offset that against cost. Yes, rents have increased, but it's certainly not going to be um, enough to, you know, stop this squeeze that certain landlords are getting, are finding, having to their portfolio. And obviously, tradesmen's and inflation is fueling all the costs associated to managing 
you know, there really is this area where landlords are going, is it worth it? There are certain types of landlords who are going, is it worth it? Have they got high yields? You know, over the last few years, HMOs have been very popular because we, people have been trying to find uh, yields and single lets popular amongst the really active investors, although single lets are still being very good in certain areas. Those that bought single lets, you know, 15 years ago, mortgages, and they've had very low interest rates for a very long time. And if they haven't remortgaged over years, then their rates have been going up. Their rates over the last six months, as the Bank of England base rate has gone up, their rates will potentially be tripled. You know, if they've got a 2% plus base, when base was 0.01, they had a mortgage rate of 2.01. Mortgage rates has now gone up to, what, 4%, 4.5% 4 soon, maybe, maybe 4.25, but we're at 4%. So that means they have plus 2%. They're now at 6%. So their mortgage has gone from around 2% to almost 6%. That's a tripling of their payment. Then they can't offset that against tax. The rents might have gone up a little bit, but is it more than 10% when your mortgage has gone up and one of your key costs have gone up or has tripled? You know, there's going to be a squeeze. So I really, really think that there will be landlords looking to sell up. They're going to exit. They're going to take timeouts. So where are you going to find some of those landlords? Well, of the obvious is network meetings, um, but don't just think of you know network meetings that maybe as an active property investor you go to, as a person who's looking to expand their portfolio and learn about property investing, but also think about more traditional landlord meetings. There's loads of loads of more traditional landlord meetings. And one of the key ones is actually run by local councils where local councils hold meetings to explain what's going on and especially around local housing allowance and those kind of things now local housing allowance within the pandemic went up a lot but since then it's been static so again those landlords you know that um, maybe have some um, benefit tenants might not being able to be put the increases through that they would have liked that the market's actually happening um, they might have had an increase a couple of years ago but since then, have they been able to increase? So those selling up, and the, um, you know, that go to those kind of meetings, they're old landlords who might be looking to retire. So you're looking for landlords that are wanting to get out, maybe retiring, maybe of that age. You know, a lot of these landlords will be putting them on with estate agents um, and, um, you know, they'll be on Rightmove. So go and have a look on Rightmove and Zoopla and the portals and have a look to see what's tenanted. And you might find there's less competition and you might find that the property's not in a fantastic state. So it gets stuck in that middle of like, it's not a real project for someone to do up and sell on as a flip, or they've got to remove tenants or something, but there could be an opportunity to add some space um, to upgrade the property and maybe even convert it if it's a large single let into an HMO. So the other area is letting agents, you know, think about letting agents who might know of portfolio landlords looking to sell up. Now imagine if you found a portfolio landlord that you could deal deal on a few of his properties. Maybe you might not have all the investment, but you might know other people who could put some investment. And then there are many creative structures you can put in place to really help you buy portfolios. In my time, I've bought several portfolios off landlords and structured those portfolios and done some really creative things. Um, you know, you can really go out and um, control the purchase to your advantage so you can recycle money so you don't need the full amount uh, right up front. And there are many uh, interesting things that you can do around that. So that's quite an interesting area. So, you know, you've got um, architects, solicitors, accountants, those people that work with property. Um, you know, you've got auctions. 
attend an auction just go along to an auction see what rented property is going for quite often they get put in auctions there will be insolvency practitioners putting stuff in auctions and um, in fact you could go try and go direct to certain insolvency practices and see if they have anything for sale um you know you could buy from an auction but you could just attend to see if anybody else is there see if anybody other landlords you know landlords again go to auctions network talk to the agents there talk to various people there and um you know really find areas and then the other area that has become quite popular recently is obviously sending out letters to people who have uh, properties, landlorded properties, and seeing where they want to do that. Maybe you could tie up with a letting agent and they could maybe write to all of their landlords saying, you know, are you thinking of selling? We have buyers waiting. Uh, and then you could potentially come in and um, step into those landlords' feet. So there are many areas about landlords selling up. But for me, you know, the single let at the moment is quite tough. It's not got great yields, um, you know, depending on where you are. I'm based in the south, and obviously in the south, there aren't brilliant yields in the single let market. So it's difficult to make the single let market work unless you find little pockets of, you know, cheap properties and high rents. And there are those pockets around. Um, there's more up north. Um, you know, you want to look for areas that are going to go up in value where infrastructure projects might be, um, being built. So, you know, you've got, uh, you know, train lines going in high speed train lines going in, you've got airports being extended, you've got all sorts of stuff going on, you know, tunnels and, ex um, motorways being built in places, have a look around the country and find out where they are, find where the growth is. The other thing, I think, you know, the Midlands and sort of, um, North you know, just above the Midlands is also going to be a good growth area. That's fairly central. There's a lot of distribution hubs open up. Whenever I drive through that area and there's some familiar routes I drive, I always see more and more warehouses being opened up. So, you know, I do think that there are jobs going in those areas and um, people are going to need more and more houses to live. You know, houses are being built in that area too. But I think that area is becoming more and more prosperous and maybe an area to invest um, and potentially, again, you might be able to find pockets of high yields. And you have to do your analysis very carefully around those kind of areas if you're thinking single lets. Obviously, um, you know, everyone's always talking about HMOs as well. And maybe that's a better yield. And some of those areas might lend themselves to HMOs. Now, the difficulty you've got, and unless you're buying maybe an existing landlord's property, some of the residential houses in that area, the big residential houses in those areas have been the ones that have really increased in value. And therefore, you know, these have gone up in value too. And therefore maybe they aren't the returns that you got. So maybe look down, look around for some rundown HMOs, maybe some really rundown HMOs in article four, maybe some rundown HMOs in article four that you could go into the loft and create extra rooms and then look, to refinance them and pull your money out um and maybe tart them up and you can be you'll be surprised you know you look at i i look across um you know properties that we manage and you know you can double rent sometimes from a really poor property to a really great property with a non-suite and that really can drive up value especially if you're commercially valuing it if you're in an area of article four so there's still opportunities in hmos i believe um but look and again you have to work out you've got to find areas where you can buy property still at a reasonable price but for me some of the things that i think really really work are buying rundown hmos where areas where landlords have got maybe into a bit of a problem and maybe haven't been putting um 
uh, the love and care into these HMOs? And have you turned that into an HMO that has had love and care, has been redecorated, does have some en-suites? You'll find that that will probably rent out quite easily. And, I'm, you know, um, rental demand is high at the moment. But one of my areas that I think are really, really um, great for 2023, and I've been having some success over the last couple of years in, is what I would call multi-unit blocks. So MUBs, I shorten them to MUDs. You've got, you know, houses of multiple occupancy, but you've got, I call them MUBs. And these are essentially blocks of flats, mixed-use buildings, maybe a mixture of HMO rooms and flats. You've got some really old-fashioned blocks that maybe haven't got complete self-containment. Like you often sometimes see a flat. This is a flat. It's a really easy, this is a flat. And the staircase will go up in the middle. So they've got a lounge in one part and you have to walk onto the communal part to get back into their bedroom and kitchen or bedroom and lounge. And maybe their bedroom is somewhere else. You know, they their bathroom is somewhere else. Or maybe they have a kitchen and a lounge and they share a bathroom. You know, they, there's some very old configured properties that landlords have held for years that, you know, maybe they haven't put the rents up for ages. So when... These buildings are often bought on yields or they're looked between yields and, you know, bricks and mortar value and they need a bit of love and care. Quite often, those are the buildings because, you know, again, you've got multiple units in there. So you're not paying, you know, normal residential prices. You're, you're looking slightly above that level of a normal buy to let investor and there's less competition. So why I like this area is there's less competition. And if you know and understand this area, there's many things you can do. You can go in and renovate and increase the value and recycle your money a bit like I've been doing on HMOs over the past six, seven years. You can do this on MUBs, which I've also done on multi-unit blocks. Then you can also buy creatively because you're dealing with a business to business transaction. You're dealing with another landlord. You aren't dealing with a homeowner who has to sell you're not dealing with someone who has to go move into another house and therefore if you exchange and delay the completion or put a lease on option on it it would be a problem to them where would they live where would they go um you know occasionally you might get that with a homeowner but normally those kind of deals come through um landlords so this is why i think the core is landlords and the other core when you overlay um you know multi-unit blocks on this that is where the niche within the niche is that's who you want to be looking from and I'll go into another podcast more about multiple unit blocks, how you can finance them, how you can creatively buy them and what you can do and how um, a lot of people I'm working with are having huge success um, with this element. Sometimes there is some mixed use, there's some commercial elements to it. Um, sometimes there's a residential, obviously it could be purely residential too, but it's a mixture of all of that. Um, and quite often you're looking at yields and the yields can be quite good. And I just want to make a note is I do think in certain areas, commercial property is still pretty strong and you can get 10% yields or 10% return on investments in these areas as well, if you do things correctly. Um, so, you know, commercial property, I think still is a good area to be in. I'm not talking about, you know, should you be developing resi to commercial? I'm not talking about taking a commercial property that's got space above and turning it into residential. I'm not sure you know, you have to find quite high value areas to make that work. It doesn't work across the country, in my view, or work in the southeast, but not necessarily across the country. And obviously, you know, you need to find a deal and understand your conversion costs. So I'm really talking about as an investor, what are you looking at without too much trouble, without going through planning? What are you looking to do? Well, I think HMOs, MUBs, maybe a bit of commercial property 
is really the way to be going forwards and the way to be looking at um, opportunities. Then when you overlay this, I think, you know, again, certain bouts of time within, um, you know, cycles, there are times where you can put creative strategies in. When the market's going up loads, um, you've got people falling over themselves for properties. It's hard to get things like lease options, delay exchange with delayed completions in place. Um, so you need to drive forward with normal outright purchases. So you need to tie up if you don't have the money um, with, um, you know, joint venture or private finance to help you finance things. But when you've got a time like this, that I think landlords will find it hard to sell because a homeowner doesn't really want to take on a property with a tenant. The tenant's been a very long there a long time. You're going to have someone who maybe wants to get rid of that tenant um, and and has to have that knowledge and and gumption to be able to do that. So um, it is a select few of landlords who will do that, and they will be looking to price the property cleanly. And you'll be able to find these, you know, these kind of buildings will go into auctions, and you'll find some opportunities within auctions, I believe. But you'll also find them on the market, and they'll stay on the market. And you'll also find them through networking groups, uh, and you'll also find them by talking to landlords who might have multiple of these blocks and they might be selling one now but they might have another and another and another for sale i know some people who, who are have been dealing with a particular landlord who's been selling up his portfolio and these blocks range from you know simple blocks of flats of maybe three four um up to like you know 20 30 40 um and also you know mixtures of hmos and flats and unclear planning status also maybe has an effect on value whereas you can put a certificate of lawful use in or actually apply for the relevant planning yourself but you know quite often a certificate of lawful use or if all else fails there's also indemnity insurances and those types of things you can put in place um so you don't actually have to go through the certificate of lawful use but once you get those pieces of paper and documents you know value is often added through just doing that through just having clarity through being able to lend without having to be on bridging getting a normal lender and those kind of things or not having to buy with cash um you know those kind of things and you could do that you know you could get onto a bridge and and buy it you could use private finance and buy it you could joint venture with someone and buy it but also you can even if you don't have that amount of money because of all these kind of things you may be able to put it on a lease option you may be able to exchange with delayed completion quite often these landlords just want certainty quite often these properties have fallen over a few times um that there's a problem somewhere maybe they have some work done but if you can get it over the line then you're going to be able to um uh, be the one that makes things happen for them you know I, I i did this with someone who was desperate to retire because they had some health issues and they didn't want to manage it anymore it was a 22 unit block they didn't want to manage it anymore so uh, i just said i'll take over the management and um you know took that problem away but i didn't complete on it for a little while because i wanted to increase the rents so i wanted to increase the value so that i could then recycle cash and not and have to put full deposits in and those kind of things and do some creative buying strategies so i'll go in and do a subsequent podcast into how you can buy these blocks i've got quite a few of these blocks um that i bought over the years um you know 22 blocks 14 blocks uh, six blocks five blocks eight blocks um so and they are good and i've always liked them and over time if they're just flats they you know the rents go up and if you're not refinancing them loads they turn into nice little profitable easy blocks to manage and are a bit like a 
an HMO. They might not produce as much yield as an HMO in terms of value, but they're likely to go up more in value, I feel, over time. Um, and um, a simpler to manage than HMOs because you haven't got that interaction. You haven't got those shared spaces. You haven't got that high turnover of tenants. You know, a lot of tenants in single lets stay a long time. So I really do like these blocks. And if you've got an element of commercial that say part of it's empty and then you find a tenant, you're going to increase the value again. So there's many opportunities around this and many kind of things that you can do. So, you know, in, in my view for 2023, these are the kind of areas you should be focusing on. You know, it doesn't mean that some of the other strategies won't work, but this is where the people that I'm working with, the people that, um, you know, I find being successful, certainly in the southeast of England or the south of England, um, are, are working in these areas, doing some of these strategies, building that pipeline and, um, you know, got a series of these on the go at once. And it, it's really, really working for them. So I think 2023 is another one for these. You know, should you be going out and getting flips? Well, actually you know, let's look at the market. The market might be having a bit of a waiver at the moment. So buying one of these properties, maybe that's cheap, maybe that you can turn into a really nice high-end home. You know, what's going to happen to interest rates? Well, none of us really know, but what are the markets kind of indicating? What are the Bank of England kind of indicating? There might be some more small increases. There might be another increase. There might not be because inflation is starting to head south. But, um, you know, there might be some a little more tweaks. Then I think they might pause, see what happens, see what the effect of all of this in the marketplace, see if inflation starts to head south and goes south, and also see what happens to the economy. Is it is it going into recession? Is it staying out of recession? You know, we probably, you know, will we go in and out of recession? Who knows? But you've got to have two quarters that are negative. And we had a negative in uh, quarter three last year, and we had a we had a flat in quarter four. So that that meant we just stayed out of inflation. So we now have to have another negative and another negative. So will we have that? You know, that would be interesting to see. Um, but what it does mean is we're kind of like static, aren't we? It'll only be up or down a little bit either way. And that will contract. I think, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens with all, all of these um, strikes and wage demands going on because wage inflation fuels inflation. But you know, energy prices, I think, are coming under control. They are starting to head down a little bit. You know, your petrol prices and diesel prices aren't, um, you know, since the year on year increase, it's not really there. It's not massive, is it? Because, you know, we've had these increases over the last 12 months. It doesn't mean we're going to get more increases over the next 12 months. So my belief is that we will um, reduce slightly, you know, that um, interest rates aren't here to be high for the very long term. So maybe at the back end of this year or maybe next year, they'll start heading south again. You know, we haven't got a crystal ball, but, you know, within the next 18 months, I feel that they're going to start coming down, heading down again after their peak. Now, if you're doing a flip, by the time you get into a flip, we're in February now. By the time you find one, get it over the line, put your, um, you know, uh, get, 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 get your renovation team in and out again, you know, you're going to be hitting the market when it may be looking a bit more rosy. You know, so if you actually picked something up, you know, a year ago, the market's not so rosy now. And you might think, oh, it will go up, it will go up. Um, and actually, we've got the opposite effect. But now, you know, is it time to be brave in the next six months and think about doing a flip? Because in the following six months or year, 12 months after that, 
the market might be starting to look quite nice again because after all we've got a shortage of housing the has said that they're not going to be building to these targets anymore they're not going to try and push all of these targets they've never hit them and i think that's why they're taking them off the table so what you've got to look at is you know what's going to go on in the macroeconomic environment what's going to go on for you and what kind of things work for you in your area so strategy and what you're going to do always is, is partly dictated for by area but i really think these kind of blocks work in the whole of the in england you know particularly i think in the south because other options aren't working um up north i think you can still buy high yielding properties even as single lets and that still works and you can find pockets that are growing really sharply and are still predicted to grow for whatever reason maybe there's a, a you know um some infrastructure going in as i said early on and therefore you might want to get on board with that um and then be able to refinance that you know us as property investors always looking to recycle cash quite often um but if you have a slightly longer time span to it and can work and tie in money for a bit longer than maybe um you know a, a nine to twelve month period i think then you know mubs and blocks of flats um work really well on a on a potentially a two-year cycle and if you once you get into that and you've held you know then you've got money coming back out and then you've got that rolling on and you just continue to move into that area and as you build your portfolio and grow you know you want to be spending a bit more money because to buy one of these mobs which might be worth you know 400 to buying them for 200 300 400 and maybe getting them worth 400 500 600 700 at the end or you know maybe in the millions depending on the size of them um you know you're um really ramping up your property investing and you're not doing it by buying you know 100k houses to uh you know 120k houses um and um you know not getting massive amounts of profit out of each one and this produces more chunkier profits we're talking thousands of pounds instead of hundreds of pounds um so we're into the four figures instead of into the you know uh 100 or 200 or 300 pounds coming out every month and that can make a difference to really um you know in this environment um because you also need to look to the future of what am i going to do with this portfolio and if you have hundreds of these houses all producing 200 quid there's a lot to manage there so really to sum up i think you know find those landlords find the areas where these landlords are look at blocks you know because they're not going to be competing with the resi buyer look for properties that are tenanted i've had various um you know last year i had a success with one of my mentees who um, bought a block of six flats it was really difficult there was a lot of problems along the way so you need to know what you're doing in this strategy you need to get educated and get some knowledge and you will come up against difficulties and they are hard to buy and they will take some time but once you get them over the line they're great and he's going to be earning a couple of grand a month out of this and that's really going to help him um, retire he's going to increase the value as well there's going to be a big value increase and i'll talk more about that and actually get him onto a podcast i think at some point in time to talk through how all of this worked and there's some nuances around it and there were some specialities around this block that uh, we had to overcome but all of this really needs to be honed in with make sure that you set your goals you know make sure that you have those goals make sure you're reviewing your goals and that you've got an action plan behind those goals so you should have goals and be clear on what you're trying to achieve in 2023 so if you haven't done yet make sure that you set those down and even if you did them at the beginning of the year have you reviewed them yet so make sure you go and review them and make sure you've got some action plans against them i often think action plans broken down to the quarter and then broken down to the month and then broken down to the week work really well and if you work on a weekly basis 
basing it off of your monthly basis, off your quarterly basis, your 12 week, um, you know, quarter works very well. It keeps you honed in and tuned up. Um, but you've got to overlay that with high performance habits. And that is one of the habits is reviewing your goals and reviewing your actions and focusing in on what you need to do in the most important actions. So you might have the best strategy, but if you don't do the doing and you don't have the habits, you're not going to perform and you're not going to necessarily achieve what you're setting out to achieve. So the strategies are critical, but also your actions, habits and behaviors. So focus on those things and you'll be a success in 2023 and beyond. So hopefully you found that useful. Hopefully you're thinking of areas now that you can do this in. Um, and um, if you want to find out more about, um, you know, financing and those kind of things around these blocks, listen in to further podcasts. We're going to have a lot of content this year. I'm going to do a lot more solo podcasts around about strategies, around detail and knowledge so that you've got actionable things that you can get away with and go on. So um, great to be back in 2023. And there'll be many more podcasts to come. So please like, subscribe, and um, you know, share this podcast with other property investors. You've been listening to the Property Business Accelerator Podcast with Mike Frisbee.